for having your way this morning. Move as you will. Be a part of this service. Be the leader of this service. We pray that our hearts are ready and anointed to receive from you. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that I do not have to depend on myself, but I depend on Holy Spirit to minister and teach through me. I thank you for the privilege I have of being your servant as I serve this family with your word that transforms lives in Jesus' name. And we'll be careful to give you alone praise, the honor, and the glory for all that will be revealed and accomplished through your word in this service in the name of Jesus. And everybody say it, amen. amen. Come on, turn to someone and say, I'm ready to receive the word of God. Praise God. Well, there's an announcement here. Uh, it says here the announcements team will have a brief meeting after the service. Announcement team, what did you do? What did you do? All right, so announcement team, uh, there's a meeting after the service. I believe there's a rebuke coming your way. <laughs> say this, say God corrects those that he loves. So whenever you receive correction from God, you should know that God loves you. If you don't correct your child, you don't love the child. You don't show your child you love them by, you know, covering for them and just doing nice things. You show your child you love them by correcting them, amen? All right, are you ready for the word? We're continuing with our teaching, the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. We started with that last week. Can I see the show of hands? How many of you guys were not here last week? Let me see if you're not here last week. You guys missed out a lot. Where were you? Can you give me a mic? Let me go around and ask each and everyone. <laughs> All right, so we started this teaching, the gift of the Holy Spirit. I mean, we've been talking about gifts all this time, all the way from last two months ago, I think. Uh, but uh, we've been talking about the, the, the purpose and benefits of gifts in the body of Christ or in the church. And now we're going to talk about the gift of the Holy Spirit, which we started last week. Amen? Uh, let me just give you, do a bit of a recap from last week. Give me Joel chapter 2, please. Joel chapter 2. Oh, what you guys corrected me. You said it's not Joel. You said it's what? Jo Joel. Joel. <laughs> Mark Joel. Okay, give me Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. Can someone give that? Joel chapter 2. Uh, if you can put it on the screen. And then after Joel chapter 2, you're going to put for me John 14, 16. Come now, St. Pure. There we go. Verse 28, sorry, George 2, verse 28. Is this the verse 28? And it shall come to pass after that, I will shall, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. 
your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Amen? Now, this was a promise that was still to come. All right? And this has happened, actually. Uh, but from in Joel 28, it had not yet happened, but it has happened. And we will probably touch into when did this happen. It happened on a specific day at a specific event, uh, and we'll talk about that. Now, let's go to John 6, 14, 16. John 14, 16. It says, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. So we looked into the scriptures last week, uh, where the promise was made, and Jesus also is saying that he will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. And Jesus says, another helper, another meaning, another that is the same as I was. So remember, he was talking to the disciples. So he's saying to the disciples, I'll pray the Father and he will give you another helper. So he meant another that will be to you what I have been to you. All right? And we went on to look into how was Jesus to the disciples. I mean, just to try and understand what was going on the disciples' minds when they heard Jesus say God will give you another helper. He will pray that God gives you another helper. Now, uh, I made an illustration to say, imagine telling your children that are five-year-old, ten-year-old, that you've been providing for, been taking care of, that your children, that depend on you every day. Imagine you going to them and telling them that uh, uh, I'm going away, but I'm going to pray that God will give you another one. In fact, uh, there's a scripture that says, it is to your advantage that I go away. And it is to your advantage that I go away. So imagine telling people that have been living off of you, depending from you, telling you that um, it is to your advantage that I go away. So we looked at the things that Jesus was to the disciples. I mean, he met all their needs at every given time. Jesus went about meeting the disciples' needs. When they were sick, he was there to heal them. When they were hungry, he was there to feed them. When they had questions, he had answers for them. When they were lost, he had direction for them. You know, uh, he was everything to the disciples. And there he now comes and he says to them, it is to your advantage that I go away. And I can just imagine what was going in their minds and wondering, what do you mean it's your advantage that we go away? We don't want you to go. Because you've been everything to us. Uh, life has been better ever since you came. You can't tell us that it is to our advantage that you go away. But they did not understand what Jesus was talking about or where Jesus was going with that which he was saying. All right. So that's more or less what we were speaking about last week. Let's now pick up today's teaching from Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. Verse 49, Luke 4, verse 49. 
Luke 24, verse 49. Luke, the gospel of Luke. Now, it says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. Behold, I send the promise of my Father. Say this to me. Say, the Holy Spirit is God's promise to me. All right. So it says here, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until, until you are endured with power from on high. So the Holy Spirit is the promise, and when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he comes with what? With what? Power. So when the Holy Spirit shows up, power is. All right, let's go to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter number 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. Say, Holy Spirit never shows up. Without power. Look at X 1 verse number 8. Are you there? It says, but you shall receive. You shall receive what? Come on, I can't hear you. You shall receive what? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. What will you receive when the Holy Spirit comes upon you? Power. Come on, what will you receive? Power. So now, Holy Spirit always shows up with power. When Holy Spirit comes, power is. When Holy Spirit comes, there is power. Amen? Are you with me? He never shows up without this power. His power is always with me, with him, and with me too. Hello? Whenever you show up, does your character stay behind? Your personality, does it stay behind? Your nature, does it stay behind? It goes with you, right? I mean, if you are the life of the party, and it's been really, really boring without you, when you come, we know that, wow, we're going to have a good time because the life of the party has come, all right? But if you are that one that really kills the mood of the party, you are this negative person, you are the one who always finds faults, always complaining, always criticizing, when you come, we know what's coming. And we start avoiding you because when you show up, your character shows up. When you show up, your personality comes. Are you with me? Now, Holy Spirit's nature is his power. Are you with me? So whenever he shows up, you can be rest assured that there is what? Power. Not power to entertain, but power to meet every need. Are you with me? Many times when I'm preaching... By faith, I always believe that I'm in the presence of God, but there are times whereby I can sense that now I'm tapping into power or I'm tapping into his presence. And whenever I tap into his presence, I know I can call any condition and power will meet the need. 
power will meet the need. Because whenever I sense his presence, I know that there is power present. When I'm praying alone at home, you know, by faith, I believe that whenever I pray, he is there to answer to my call. But as I'm praying and I continue praying and I continue seeking his presence, when I begin to sense his presence tangible on my body, I know something is about to happen. So I don't rush and leave. I stay right there. He said, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endured with what? Power. Don't be rushed to leave. Don't be in a hurry to leave, but remain in the presence until you are empowered with what? Now that power is his ability. Hey. Say, say Holy Spirit's power is his ability. Ability to do what? Ability to do that which you could not do without his power upon you. God's power, God's ability is his super on your natural to enable you to do supernatural things. Hey! But you're not going to get it if you are not serious about tapping into his presence. Are you with me? Say the Holy Spirit's power is his anointing. Now you can't talk about the anointing without talking about what the anointing is anointing with. Because the word anoint means to smear on. The, the word anoint means to paint on. All of you this morning, you did some anointing to yourself. With your lotion. The ladies, they've got lip stuff where they anoint their lips all the time. So to anoint is to rub on, is to smear on, is to paint on. That is what the word anoint means. So you can't talk about the anointing without talking about what you are anointed with. Are you with me? What are you anointed with on your lips? Lip gloss. You see? So she's anointed with lip gloss. So now, when you're anointed... By the Holy Spirit, what are you anointed with? Hey, hey. say so when I'm anointed by Holy Spirit, I'm anointed with God's super on my natural. I'm anointed with God's ability. I'm anointed with the presence of God, the nature of God, the power of God. Are you with me? And when his power comes upon you, when his presence comes upon you, when his nature comes, when it comes upon you, nothing will remain the same. He can, you cannot remain the same when you are anointed with power from on high. Go to first Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter number 10. Devil, leave my head alone. He's busy giving me a little headache. Leave my head alone. In Jesus' name. You don't belong in my head. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 6. Let me show you. Are you there? 
Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and check this out, and be what? Turned into what? Turned into what? Say when, say when the Holy Spirit comes, he brings change. He will turn me into another man. He will turn me into another woman. He will turn me into another child. You cannot remain the same when power from on high has come upon you. It will bring about change in your life. It will bring, he will bring about change in your life. He'll bring change in your marriage. He'll bring change in your family. He'll bring change in your circumstances. He'll bring change in the way you think, the way you live, the way you do things. When Holy Spirit comes, change comes. Change comes. That's the power of God. That's the presence of God. Say, I need your presence, Holy Spirit. Let's go to John 16, 13. John chapter 16, 13. We're going to continue with this journey of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to come to a point where we talk about the benefits of having him. But not today. The benefits of having him. Why should, why should Jesus leave and, and leave us with Holy Spirit? What is he there to offer? What are we to benefit from him? John 16, are you there? Now look at verse 13. John 16, verse what? However, when he, say Holy Spirit, is not an it. Say he. Say he's a person. He's a third person of the Godhead. The Godhead is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. That's the Godhead, right? He's the third person of the Holy Spirit, of the, of the Trinity. All right. Now, however, when he, with the capital letter, can you see that? With the capital letter, because this is God's presence, this is God's nature. When he, I don't really like the fact that they say the Holy Spirit. I don't like it. But it's there. I don't like it because we always refer to things as there. We never refer to people as there. You can't say the Abbey. Hmm? Hey, what's what the Nkosi came to my house? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Come again? Oh, okay, okay. All right. Thank you for that. The Holy Spirit, right? However, when He, the Holy Spirit of who? Of who? Say he's the spirit of truth. He says when he has come, when he has come, what will happen? He will guide you. Now, that's another benefit of having him. What will he do? He will? In other words, he will be your direction. In other words, he will be your torch in the midst of darkness. He will what? He will guide you into all lies. Can you see that? Where, where, where will he guide you? Where will it guide you? Now, if you have an opinion which is different from the Holy Spirit's opinion, which one is true and which one is a lie? Say, mine is a lie. His is truth. Now, remember Jesus. 
when he was interviewed or, or, or questioned by, by um, Kipilatene, Pilate. How do you say his name in English? Pilate. 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 When he was, he was questioned by, remember he was captured and everything, he was presented in front of uh, 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 Pilate, Pilate, because they wanted to crucify him. And um, uh, the, 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 you know, the multitude were telling uh, Pilate that, no, no, we want him crucified and everything. And then he was like, I don't see any, anything wrong with this man. What has he done? And then he went on and started questioning Jesus. And then he was questioning Jesus. And then he said to Jesus, oh, why do these people want to crucify you? Who are you? I'm waiting for the baby to go. You know, the devil can use beautiful things to distract us. And then he made a statement to Jesus. And he asked a question to Jesus. He said, what is truth? What made him say that? What is truth? Jesus says, I'm the truth. Come and help me. What happened? Yeah, you call yourself a king of the Jews, the king of kings, and then? Yeah, he says, I did not say it, you say it, and then? I want to get to the point, I want to get to dean of the Bible school. Come on, give it to me. He's the dean of the Bible school. So we expect him to know scriptures. Uh, come now, Dean. Okay, let, let's try the pastor, Pastor Tibbs. What, what, how did the conversation go? Um, yeah. The pastor was about to start a church. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> That's his wife now. The wife is coming to defend. I'm putting a, what happened, sir? <laughs> Yes, yes, he said he doesn't see a phone and everything. Where did truth come? Because there's a point where Jesus said, uh, Pilate said, what is truth? What is truth? Can someone look for that in the Bible? Because I'm just like them. Come again? Or verse what? All right, give me John 18 verse what? 28. John 18 verse 28. Oh, let's go find out. Is this the, is this the one? Is this the one? Uh, then they led Jesus to that place, from that place to that other place. You can read that yourself. <laughs> and it was early in the morning, right? But they themselves did not go into that place, right? Lest they should be defiled. So that place was dirty. So they didn't want to get defiled. But then, but that they might eat the Passover. Continue. I'm going to say very far. Pilate. Pilate then went out to them and said, what accusation do you bring against this man? All right, let's go. They answered and said, if he were not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him up to you. So according to uh, uh, the multitude, Jesus was an evildoer. Can you believe it? Let's go. Then Pilate said to them, you take him and judge him. You take him and judge him according to your law. Therefore, the Jews said to him, it is, not, it is not lawful for us to put anyone to death, all right? That, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled which he spoke, signifying by what death he would die. 
Then Pilate entered that place again, called Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? Jesus is arrogant. He's got an attitude. Jesus got an attitude. I mean, I mean, listen, you must see what condition he was in. That man, uh, uh, he, was not, he, was, he was not looking good. And he's speaking to the king, and this is what he says to the king. Okay. Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Let's go. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to you. But now my kingdom is not from here. You know what Jesus was saying here? He says, The way we do things in my kingdom, we don't do things with violence. If, if we were like you guys in the world who believe in violence, then my people, my servants would have fought back. But because we don't operate like you operate, we don't do as you do, we are not the same as you. We are not fighting. But if we were to fight, we will, we will conquer you. All right, let's go. Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. <laughs> Attitude, right? Attitude. You say rightly that I'm a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness of, this is what I was looking for. You see how, how far I had to go to get to where I wanted to come to. And I've got pastors and deans of the Bible school. At least they referred me to where the scripture is. Praise God. All right. You are rightly, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. What cause are you born? What cause are you born for? He said, for this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world. What cause are you in the world for? What were you born for? What are you doing here? That's what Jesus is saying, all right? He says, for which cause? This is the cause. That I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Listen to what Jesus is saying. Everyone who is of the truth does what? Hears the truth, the voice of the truth, of my voice. Now listen, look, look at what Pilate says. Pilate said to him, what is truth? Imagine the king who does not know what is truth. He said, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. Let's see the next verse. What it says. So now, that's fine. Now, Jesus says he is what? Truth. Pilate says, what is truth? He's asking Jesus, what is truth when truth is right, standing right in front of him? Truth is standing right in front of him and Pilate is asking, what is truth? How many of us are walking with truth and yet we don't know that we have truth with us? He said, what is truth? And truth is right in front of him. Now, let's find out what is truth a little bit. Go to John 1 verse 1. 
No, not John 1 verse 1. Where is the scripture that says, I am the way, the truth, and the life? John 16. Verse what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. Come on, you have the pastor now. All right, give me John 14, 6 on the screen. Right. Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am there. And I am there. And I am there. Say there's no way apart from Jesus. There's no truth apart from Jesus. And there's no life without Jesus. Say without Jesus, I'm not living. I'm just existing. Say life begins with Jesus. Say life begins at Jesus. So Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And he says, no one comes to the Father except through me. In other words, I am your doorway to the Father. In other words, without me, you can't get to the Father. There is no other way to the Father but by me. I'm your access to the Father. I'm your secret code to the Father. I mean, all of you guys, you've got your pins, your codes to access your phone, right? Without that code, there's no entry to your phone. So Jesus says, I am that code. Without me, you can't get to the Father. That's why when we go to the Father, we say, Father, in the name of Jesus. What are we saying? We're saying, Father, I do not come on my own, but I come in the name of Jesus. What does that mean? I come with that which Jesus has accomplished. I come with the victory of Jesus. I don't come on my own because on my own, I don't deserve you. On my own, I, I, I don't deserve your presence. I don't deserve you listening to me. But because of the price that Jesus has paid, I come. Because the price that Jesus has paid, he has paid for you and I. That we may have what? Access. Say, Jesus is my access. Say, because of Jesus, the Father hears me. Because of Jesus, heaven is my home. He's our access to healing. He's our access to prosperity. He's our access to everything that God has promised. He is our access to it because he's the one who paid the price on our behalf for it. He's our access to peace. He's our access to truth. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the way. He is the health. He is the provision. Say, Jesus is my everything. Now stop telling your girlfriends and your husbands and your wife that you are my everything. They are not your everything. Jesus is your everything. Yo, baby, I can't live without you. Oh, my world falls apart without you. Are they Jesus? How many of you guys have been dumped and you're still here? Your world is still here. Yeah, you can. I can't live without you. I go crazy without you. You should go crazy without Jesus. Yo, you are my life, my baby. You are my life. You are my everything. Excuse me? <laughs> you know that God is a jealous God. He gets jealous at the things that we say to people that we're supposed to say to him. Excuse me. Without you, my whole world falls apart. Hey, without Jesus, my whole world falls apart. 
<laughs> I can't live. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. Ever since you told me that you're leaving me, I can't sleep. You can't sleep. You can't sleep. How can you give so much power to a human being? You can't sleep. Say, Jesus is my rest. He's my rest. He's my rest in the midst of the storm. Hello? He's my peace when all hell is breaking loose. He's my provision even when I do not have money. He provides for me. He keeps me healthy. He's my help. All right. You get like it. Let me move away from there. Where are we? Is that where we were? All right, let's go to it. So now he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except me. Go to John 1 verse 1. John 1 1. John 1 1. Devil, I told you to leave my head alone. He doesn't like that I'm talking about Jesus. So he's busy giving me a little headache. I pay no attention to it. Now, John 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the word. Say with me. Say, truth is word. Word is truth. All right? So when Pilate was asking, who is truth? The word is truth. What is the word? Say, the word is the word of God. And Jesus said he is truth, which means Jesus is the word. Let's find out. In the beginning was the word, was truth. And the word, truth, was with God. And truth, the word, was God. And Jesus said he is what? Say, Jesus is the word, and the word Jesus was with God, and the word Jesus is God. You hear me? Let's do it again. Say, in the beginning was truth, and Jesus is truth. So, Jesus... The truth was the word, and Jesus, the truth, was with God, and Jesus, the truth, was God. Say, Jesus is God. Now, someone asked a question while I was still a youth leader. And someone came to me, his name was Alpha, a young man by the name of Alpha. He's still there at main church, sound guy there, or he's a camera guy. He said to me, he said, Pastor, a Muslim friend of mine at school approached me and he said, we as Christians, we are crazy. I, I said, what is he saying we're crazy about? He says, we say that God is Jesus' father, and we also say that Jesus is God, and then he says, we are confused. 
And he said, I said, but do you believe that God is Jesus? And you believe that, uh, you know, Jesus is God's son? He said, yes, I do believe. But then that's what he says we are confused and crazy about. And I said, okay, fine. Let me help you, young man. Go back to your Muslim friend. And you tell him that, yes, Jesus is God. And yes, Jesus is the son of God. And Jesus is the Holy Spirit. And God is the Holy Spirit. God is Jesus. And God is God. And Holy Spirit is Jesus. Holy Spirit is God. And, and, and uh, I said, God, tell him what. He said, Pastor, I hear you, but uh, how do you explain it? I said, he is three in one and one in three. He is three in one and one in three. That's why we call him the Trinity, the Godhead. He said, Pastor, I still don't understand. I said, okay, fine. This is how we look at it. Now, here we've got Babankiwana, right? How many of you guys know Babankiwana? Babankiwana, come to the pulpit, please. They don't know you. Here's Babankiwana, all right? I haven't seen your wife, say. Where's your wife? What did he say? This man has no idea of the whereabouts of his wife. Huh? <laughs> you ask your sister. Oh, you left her because she was late. She deserved you not knowing where she is. Husbands, if your wives are late for God's service, you leave them. Oh, oh, oh. Wives, are you greater than God? Does not know where his wife is. Now, can we take your wife's sister to use in the place of your wife? Come, wife, sister, please come to the front. Someone call Manana, please, quickly. Call Manana. Uh, I didn't ask what she's doing. I said, call Manana here. Instruction, call Manana here. Uh, where's wife, sister? Wife, sister, come now. She's not here. Where's wife, sister? Come, 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 wife, sister. Uh, please go fetch wife, sister, please. Fetch wife, sister. Bring wife, sister here. I want to help the church. Wife, sister, come. Help me help the church. Bring Manana here. And then, yes, Manana, come. Come here. Step here. Huh? Step here. Stand over there. Don't come close to me. Stand over there. Don't want you close to me. Come, wife, sister. Wife, sister. I thought she was over there. Now, this wife, sister. Now, she's going to, uh, come, 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 wife, sister. She's going to act as wife, right? Okay, not act, but you're going to stand here representing, just standing. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Now, wife sister is taking the place of what? Why? 
but she's not one. I, ha- I had to use you because if I use anyone else, they'll start having ideas. It wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> she won't mind. All right, come here, come here. Now, this is Mr. Nkiwani's daughter. Is it? Now, who is this? Ah, uh-uh. who is this? She's the wife, right? <laughs> Come here. Guys, I explained this to you. Please don't do this to me. Who is she? Wife. Whose wife is this? Mr. Nguyen's wife. Who is she? Whose daughter is this? Mr. Nguyen's daughter. Now, Mr. Nguyen, if you do not know, he's a businessman too, right? He's a businessman. Now, we don't have business to bring here, all right? So, what can we use as business? Okay, selling chairs. Give me. All right, all right. So, this is his uh, business, chair business. What is that? Whose business is this? How many Mastanguanas do we have? How many different functions do we have? How many? Three. He's Mastanguana acting to her as a husband. Mastanguana to her as a Mastanguana to him as a the same Master Nkiwani, three different functions. God operating as Father, God operating as Son, and God operating as Holy Spirit. The same God, but three different functions. Three in one, one in three. Whoa, you guys are not hearing me. Are you with me? In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26, put it on the screen, please. God had a conversation with himself. And then he said to himself, he said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. He said, let us make man. Jesus was not present physically, but he was there. Are you with me? He said, let us make men in our own image according to our likeness and let them have dominion. Who was God having a conversation with? He was having a conversation with the Trinity. He was having a conversation with himself. He was giving a conversation with him in three and three in one. He was talking to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. God operating as Father, God operating as Son, God operating as the Holy Ghost. And he said, there is so much sin in this world. There is so much corruption in this world. I need to bring about a solution. And the Bible says, God sought for a man. And then he found no one that was fit to be a solution. And God said, I got to go down myself. And I got to be the sacrifice for this person, for these people myself. I got to go down myself. And they're about, how, how, how will I go down? I'm going to create me. <laughs> I'm going to create me. Shoot now, shoot now. I'm going to create me a house. But who will deliver this house? Because I want one that is qualified to deliver the house. And then he looked for the one who will deliver the house. And then he found a little girl who was engaged, about to be married, 
Joseph's fiance. Am I right? He found Joseph's fiance, and then he had a conversation with Joseph's fiance, Mary. And then he said, You're going to receive power. <laughs> he said, He said, I'm going to release my power, and my power is going to come upon you, and you're going to be pregnant. You're going to be pregnant. Now, Mary slept with no man. She was a virgin. She has never entered into any sexual activities. And that's why God chose her as the vessel. Remember in the Old Testament, when they were using blood of lambs as atonement, as a sacrifice for the sins of the nation. Atonement means to cover over. You see, the sins of the Old Testament were covered over. The sins of the New Testament are washed away. Oh, shit now. Now, in the Old Testament, they used the blood of lambs, but they had to choose a suitable lamb. One without spot, no wrinkle, one that had no disease, one that was not crippled, one that was perfect, a perfect lamb that was used, one without spots, meaning it can be black and white and everything. It had to be one color, it had to be, and it will go through a period of cleansing. And after it's been cleansed and, and the priest is sure that this lamb now is perfect, and now the blood of that lamb will be used as atonement for the sins of the nation. Once a year, that was happening. So they will use the blood of lamb to cover over the sins of the nation once a year. In the New Testament, we don't need. We've got a, the blood of the perfect lamb. The perfect lamb. And the perfect lamb is Jesus. God. That's why he said, I got to go down and I got to go pay the penalty, the sacrifice for these people. Remember, before he chose himself, he sought, he looked for a man and no one qualified because we had issues. We had weaknesses. We had sin. So we were not qualified. So God says, I'm the only one that can be sacrificed as a perfect lamb because I am perfect. I will go down myself. But in order for me to go down, because I'm spirit, I don't have a physical body, i got to create a body, a body, a, a house for myself that I may dwell in. But I need one who will deliver the body. And she found Mary. And Mary got pregnant. His, her fiancé was so mad. He said, hey, when? Is that the man that the God shut up? <laughs> He's not the one. What happened to him? The angel came to him and spoke to him. You see, these people know Bible. All right? So Mary was carrying. <laughs> Hallelujah. I like it. I like it. Help me. That, that's, why, that's why when Elizabeth. <laughs> you, you, you see, right in the womb, Mary was carrying power. Right in the womb, Mary was carrying what? Power. She was carrying what? Power. And as she was carrying power, what happened? Power came in the name. Power came upon her in the name of Jesus. Right. Just move there. Move there. Let it light on. Let it light on. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. 
right there as she was carrying power. Elizabeth that was carrying John. Now Elizabeth was six months pregnant with John ahead of Mary. So when Mary was one month pregnant, John, uh, Elizabeth was six months. Am I right? Am I right? Now, <laughs> when they came in contact, when they came together, John recognized power. John recognized power. And the Bible says, inside the womb, John responded to the power that it was in another womb. And the baby did what? Leapt. Huh? Bowed. John bowed to Jesus while they were both in the womb. <laughs> At the mention of his name, every every Nisha, every Tamil, one will they confess that Jesus is Lord. He's the Lord of Lords and he's the King of Kings. He's the name above any other name. He's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. <laughs> oh, you're still here. <laughs> they can't say hello, hallelujah, amen, because you guys are looking at them. God operating as Father, God operating as Son, and God operating as Holy Spirit, helper. That's why wives are helpers. Thank you so much. All right. Let's, 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 let's wrap this thing up. Then, Mary was pregnant with Jesus, right? Remember, Jesus was God's house. God needed a place to dwell in. You see, listen here. Spirits are illegal in this world because they cannot comprehend earthly things. If, if, if a spirit was to lift this chair, you guys will run away. So God knew that he is illegal without body. So he had to create himself a body in order to function in the land of the living. Are you with me? But before he did that, when Jesus was born, when he was born, he was a perfect man. So God came down and left his heavenly privileges, his power, everything. He left it in heaven and he lived life as a mere man just like you and I, and he went through everything that we went through. So we do not have a savior who cannot sympathize with us, the scripture says. But one who can because he has lived as we live, yet conquered every sin, every attack, every temptation. So he came and he lived as a mere man with no power. Are you with me? No authority. But his lifestyle was different because he understood who he was. Only when he got baptized by John, remember John. So John is busy baptizing his disciples, the Bible says. 
And Jesus comes down to John. And he comes to John to be baptized by John. And John says, no, 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 no. I can't baptize you. You must baptize me. And Jesus says, permit it be so, so the scripture may be fulfilled. And John baptized Jesus. And the Bible says, when Jesus came up from the water, he was not sprinkled with water. He came up from the water. He was not thrown with water. He came up from the water. Now, if he came up from the water, he must have been in under the water. Scriptural baptism is going in the water, being fully covered with water. The word baptism comes from the Greek word called baptizo, which means to be completely covered with fluid. Is it Greek or Hebrew? Yeah. To be completely what? Covered with fluid. So Jesus had to be completely what? Covered with fluid. And the Bible says, when Jesus came up from the water, check what happens. The Spirit of God came upon him in the form of a dove. The Spirit of God is not a dove. The Spirit of God came upon Jesus in the form, the shape of a dove. It looked like a dove, but it was not the dove. Stop throwing doves at weddings and say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. That's not the Holy Spirit. He's not a bird. He came in the shape of a bird. Why does Holy Spirit? And they, they take the Holy Spirit and they kill Holy Spirit and they eat Holy Spirit. No, that's not Holy Spirit. He just came in the shape of it. And the Spirit of God came upon Jesus in the form of a dove and the voice came from heaven and says, this is my Beloved son, hear him. Because he is the one, the truth. Now the same Holy Spirit is the one that Jesus said it is to your advantage that I go, that the Father may send him. Now, when we give our lives to Jesus, Holy Spirit comes to live in us. Say this to me. I'm a carrier of Holy Spirit. He's not only with me, but he's also in me. When you get born again, let me show you, let me give you the evidence of Holy Spirit in you. Before Holy Spirit came upon you, you had no problem with sin. You had no problem with lying. You had no problem with stealing. If you still do, come, let me pray for you. Before Holy Spirit came upon you, there are certain things that you used to do, you had no issues with doing. But after he came upon you and in you, all of a sudden when you sin, it does not feel good anymore. All of a sudden, lying becomes a problem. When you lie, something happens to you. There is that guilt. There is that shame. There is that embarrassment. 
All of a sudden, when you're about to take something that does not belong to you, there's something that tells you not to do it, even though sometimes we are rebellious and we just go ahead with it. But we have heard something said, don't do that. It is not something that said it. It is him. It is him. Are you with me? When you're supposed to go to church and you've got two minds about it, the mind that says go is him. The one that says don't go, maybe it's the devil or your laziness. Whichever one. Are you with me? But he will lead you into all truth. So, your body says don't go to church. Another voice says go to church. If you depend on his guidance, he will lead you to truth. He will lead you to the decision that is better than the other. He will lead you also in what to do with money. He will lead you also on how to be a good husband, how to be a good wife. He will lead you also and guide you also and tell you on how to be a good person. He will give you the ability to forgive, to release, to love the unlovable, to be a blessing to others. He will stop you from gossip. He will stop you from hatred. He will stop you from unforgiveness. If you allow his ministry in your life, he will guide you into all truth. We are better people today, not because of who we are, but because of who he is in our lives. If you take Holy Spirit out of me, I'm an ugly, evil, ugly person. I don't like me without him. He says, no one is good but the Father. Why call me good? He says, no one is good but the Father. But the Father, the Bible says, he does not dwell in buildings built by hands anymore. He says, don't you know that your body is the temple, the house of the Holy Ghost? God lives in you. And he's in you so that he may do what? Empower you, guide you. Show you things to come, the Bible says. The Holy Spirit will show you what? Things to come. You don't need a prophet to show you things to come. The Holy Spirit is there to show you things to come. If you want an idea of your future, if you want to know what decisions to make, Holy Spirit is there to guide you. You don't need to run to prophets and say, prophesy, man of God. Ah, uh-uh. ask Holy Spirit. Prophesy, Spirit of God. Prophesy. Tell, tell me things to come. Give me insight concerning my future. He will tell you things to come. He will remind you. He will bring to your remembrance that which is of God. Amen? Let me end it here. We will continue next week with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Reuben is laughing at me. He's like, we'll continue. (laughs) We need to get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. He wants a relationship with us. He wants us to know him. He is the spirit of God. He says the world cannot receive him because they do not know him. Where is the scripture? I think I've got it in my, on my notes. Give me the scripture quickly. I'll tell you where it is. Just check uh, John 15, 26. Um, no, no, no. John 16, 13. John 14, 17. We've got the dean of the Bible school in the house. John 14, what? 17, not 11, 17. But the spirit of truth, every time 
you see the word spirit in the Bible with the capital letter is referring to Holy Spirit. Every time we see the word spirit with the small letter in the Bible is referring to the human spirit. Because you know that you are a spirit. You have a soul, you live in the body, all right? Now, the spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit. Whom the, whom the world cannot receive. Say the world. What is the world talking about? Say those without Jesus. Those that have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, right? They cannot receive Holy Spirit. So there again, we need Jesus to receive Holy Spirit. We must have given our lives to Jesus for Holy Spirit to come. If there's no Jesus, he's not coming. We can't receive him. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Why? Because the world sees him not and the world knows him not. But you, the Bible says, you know him. Now you may say, I don't know him. I don't know whether to believe you or to believe the Bible. The Bible says, you know him. Why? Because he lives in you. He dwells in you and will be in you. So if you don't know him, that's your fault. If you have accepted Jesus and you don't know the spirit of truth, that's your fault because you don't know him who is in you. He is in you, yet you do not know him. Why don't we know him? Because we don't acknowledge him. Because we don't recognize him. Because we don't allow his ministry in our lives. How do I allow his ministry in our lives? Keep coming in a few weeks. We're going to break it down for you. How do you acknowledge the spirit of truth? How do you have fellowship with him? How do you hear from him? How do you receive from him? How do you communicate with him? What are the benefits of heaven? We're going to break it down in the coming weeks. I want to get you to know the person of the Holy Spirit. So when you get to heaven, you say, Father, I never knew you. I don't want you to say, because the pastor you gave me did not teach me. So if you say, the pastor did not, I'll be coming out from the back with the angels. Hey, don't lie. Don't lie. If you're from Greater Works, I taught about the Holy Spirit. Amen, family? So we're going to break down this. We're going to go deep. We're going to go deep in this teaching of the Holy Spirit. You're going to love it. Please, try not to miss. Why am I saying try? Don't miss any service. If you have to miss it because of work, get the teachings. Don't you dare miss my services because you're sleeping or because you had a long Saturday. No, no, no. You come here in your sleeping self. You, are you with me? The spirit is always awake. <laughs> Are you with me? Praise God. Are you guys happy you're in church? Did you get something today? God is good, amen.